to the virtual uh, mini plenary session. There will be opportunity for silent prayer or meditation. Thank you very much. Uh, honorable members, uh, just before we proceed, I just want to remind you that the virtual mini plenary is deemed to be in the precinct of parliament and constitute a meeting of the National Assembly for debating purposes only. In addition to the rules of the virtual sitting, the rules of the National Assembly including the rules of the debate shall apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is deemed to have been said to the House and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. This is because the mics are very sensitive and will pick up the noise which might disturb the attention of other members. When recognized to speak, please unmute your microphone and video. Members may use the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has an option that allows a member to put up his or her hand to raise points of order. The secretariat will assist in alerting the chairperson to members requesting to speak. When using the virtual uh, system, members are urged to refrain or desist from unnecessary points of order or interjection. We shall now, honorable members, proceed to the order, which is the debate on vote number 16, Basic Education Appropriations Bill. I will at this uh, juncture uh, welcome the Minister for Basic Education, the Honorable Memotecha. May I request Honorable. others to switch off their mics, please? Thank you. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Chair, Cabinet colleagues and Deputy Ministers present, Honorable Members, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the entire basic education sector, we wish to thank the National Assembly for inviting us to table our 2021 budget on basic education vote 16. Chair, honorable members, as much as the basic education sector, working with its partners from teacher unions, national governing body associations, civil society, and public and private sector to save the academic year of 2020, but COVID-19 pandemic had a very devastating impact on our sector. The analysis we made, for instance, in PESA 
shows that between last year and up to February 2021, we lost about 1,678 educators. Unfortunately, the sector lost the MEC for Education, the Northern Cape, we lost the Superintendent General of Education, the Eastern Cape, we lost the President of NATO, and they all succumbed to COVID-19. We continue to say, may their souls rest in peace. Chair, we also lost lots of teaching and lending time, and also as critical part of what is now an unforeseen new normal, where adjustments and prioritizations of the state's prioritized programs and budgets. Consequently, DBE and its statutory bodies endured budget cuts like all other departments and their statutory bodies. Therefore, Chair, the adjustment that we that were effected to the 2020 MTF budget allocations, which changed the baseline allocations for the ensuing MTEF period, have a direct bearing on this budget allocation we're presenting today. We, however, wish to thank National Treasury for also assisting us in cushioning the sector and some of its key programs. First, Chair, let me indicate the overall 2021 education budget, the MTF budget allocation is 27 billion rands, which is an increase of 15.5%, mind you, from the 2021 revised overall baseline budget allocation. Second, the overall allocation for conditional grants is 20.7 billion, which is an increment of 20.2% from the revised baseline. Speaker. We wish to acknowledge the allocation of 16.2 million as part of the general budget support for DBE's systemic improvement of language and numeracy in foundation phase, as well as 19.9 million for technology for grades seven to nine. And these two new allocations will go a long way in ensuring the rollout of these two key strategic programs. And thirdly, the overall allocation for earmarked funding is 3.7 billion, which is an increase, an increase of 5.7 billion from last year's revised baseline. And fourthly, transfer payments are allocated 1.6 billion, which is an increment of 1.4 billion from last year's revised baseline. And fourthly, during the presentation of the medium-term budget policy statement in October 2020, the Minister of Finance did announce that the basic education sector was being allocated 7 billion to implement the Presidential Youth Employment Initiative, which we branded as initiative as the Basic Education Employment Initiative. 7 billion was equitably distributed as follows. National retained 1.2 billion for project management support and monitoring oversight. Just less than 6.9 billion was equitably distributed throughout the provinces. Additionally, to some of the equitable shares, the payment of stipends for UIF, saving of SGB appointed posts in state funded and state and state funded private schools, and management at provincial level and the training of the youth in the program. 2.4 billion of this allocation was earmarked to secure SGB appointed educators posts in fee paying schools and educators post in state-subsidized independent schools. These posts were under serious threat 
as schools were experiencing financial distress as a result of the parents being unable to pay school fees because of the economic devastation brought about by COVID-19 pandemic. Through this initiative, Chair, we saved about 27,662 posts and which were under threat. Speaker and honorable members, it gives me great pleasure to report that through this initiative, we're able to create about 320,315 employment opportunities for young people. The strategic realignment of the basic education sector priorities for, 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 for the sixth administration. Honorable members, we must remind ourselves that in the and the nation about the six basic education sector priorities that we had committed ourselves to in order to lay a solid foundation for quality and efficient education system, as well as to contribute in providing permanent solutions to the architecture of the education and training system of our country. We therefore wish to remind this house that our action plan for 2024 towards the realization of school in 2020 is giving expression to our sector priorities anchored one on our constitution, which declares education as an inalienable right. Number two, the directives of the National Development Plan, which says, and I quote, that by 2030, South Africans should have access to education and training of the highest quality, leading to significantly improved learning outcomes and the need expressed in the Continental Education Strategy for Africa, which says, and I quote, to, orient, to orientate Africa's education and training systems to meet the knowledge, competencies, skills, innovations, and creativity required to nurture the African core values and promote sustainable development at the national and sub-regional levels. And reflecting on the UNESCO, the SDG4, especially SDG4, which calls for, I quote, an inclusive quality and equitable education and lifelong opportunities for all. NDP, our continental and international conventions do provide us with a moral imperative and a mandate to government to make the social justice principles of access, redress, equity, efficiency, inclusivity and quality and educational opportunities widely available to all citizens. Chair and honorable members, I want to reflect on a few of the points that we have identified as a sector and the other points we have agreed with DM to raise them. The first one I want to look at is early childhood development. As you agree, as we, you know, we had agreed on the relocation of early childhood development from the Department of Social Development to the Department of Basic Education. And this included strategically ramping up the provision of ECB, particularly the urgent implementation of the two years of ECD before grade one and the provision of quality ECD programs for zero to four year olds. We must consider that complexities of ECD space, though not, though not overwhelming, needed more time to substantially address. We had to contend with the legal and policy realities, organizationally and structural arrangements, budgets, employment imperatives, provisioning and programmatic, programmatic challenges, and many, many more. I'm happy to report that with my colleague, the two ministries, have managed to crack the codes and many, in many, on many fronts in the ECD space. For instance, the systemic process 
for the relocation of ECD from DSD to DBE is at an advanced stage. The Office of the Chief State Law Advisors have granted us with the Social Economic Impact Assessment System Certificate for the, proclam for the proclamation to regularize the ECD relocation to the national levels, which will be signed by the presidents. And in return, the certificates have also been uh, awarded to regularize ECD function ships at the provincial level, which will be signed by the different premiers. It is anticipated that the ECD relocation from DSD to DBE will be effected from the 1st of April, 2022. Eight work streams have been established and are very busy at work. Amongst others, they are focused on legal matters, human resource development and management, on finance, on infrastructure, monitoring and evaluation, governance, curriculum and services, communication, as well as health and nutrition. And they are in the progress of finalizing their work. And their submission, the work streams will submit, their report is expected that by June 2021. DP has further developed a vision for ECD relocation and delivery amongst others. This vision acknowledges that the long history of unequal provision of ECD in South Africa and recognizes the journey to achieve the objectives of universal access to quality ECD programs in the next 10 years. There are five strategic areas that have been identified for improving the quality of ECD in South Africa, which will supplement the reports from the eight work streams. Finally, to cater for the two years of ECD prior to grade one section on compulsory attendance of, this, of the South African Schooling Act, is in the process of being amended through the Basic Education Amendments Bill, which will be, which as, as soon as it's done, signed by the president, attendance of grade R classes by children who are or will be turning 16 years of age will be compulsory. Systematically, this will be followed by introduction of compulsory attendance of grade RR classes by children who will be turning five years of age. The second sector priority uh, chair and honorable members is that of strategic implementation of a curriculum with skills and competencies of a challenging world in all our public schools. Last year, Chair, I reported that we are preparing the sector for the piloting of the coding and robotics curriculum from grade R to seven. Today, I wish to report that the draft caps document for grades R to nine, they have been submitted to Malusi for appraisal and quality assurance. On the 19th of March of 2020, we gazetted the draft coding and robotics curriculum for public comment in preparation for training of officials We've appointed a service provider, thanks to the support and help of EDTP CETA, and the service agreement has been uh, concluded. We wish to thank the CETA for making available resources for this endeavor. We're happy to announce also that Sasol Foundation did fund the orientation of CODIC and robotics for the national training team, which was held from the 8th to the 19th of March, a state-of-the-art digital platform has been developed for training of teachers, orientation of materials, lessons and plans, coding programs. They have been uploaded onto this digital program. During one of the speeches I made last year, I stressed that my department's commitment to the expansion of the program to strategically implement a curriculum with skills and competencies for a changing world in all public schools. In pursuit of this, 
I'm pleased to announce the introduction of a new FET level, sub, FET level subject, Marine Sciences. This, uh, this is very, a very welcome addition to the bouquet of subjects we already offer. And it is particularly relevant to our NDP goals since the ocean economy contributes over 6 billion US dollars towards our country's gross domestic product. In March, 2021, the caps for, ma for marine sciences was uploaded to the DBE website. And the first cohort of the 13th grade 12 learners from South Peninsula High School will be writing marine science as part of their 2021 exams. Examination guidelines have been prepared and distributed and potential experts who, experts who can be appointed as examiners and moderators have been identified. Since the 2019 pilot, we are happy to report that the intake in the marine sciences has since increased to more than 300 grade 10s and 11s. As a high school subject offering South Africa, we can be proud that the offering of marine science is a world first. As other countries only provided marine biology and oceanography to tertiary level students, speakers, we're also collaborating with the Department of Transport to finalize the draft aviation curriculum to ensure that the draft curriculum is aligned to the CAPS policy. The appointment of a service provider to develop practical assessment tasks for this aviation curriculum has been advertised. We are proud that the country will introduce another unique South African subject offering that includes occupational work areas within the aviation milieu. It is with pleasure to inform this house that guidelines for the establishment and management of focus schools have been produced on time in December 2020 for extensive consultation. Focus schools are being established to cater for learners with special talents and aptitudes across a wide range of scholastic endeavors. These schools will constitute a legislative distinct category of public schools that offer a specialized curriculum orientated towards 11 learning fields. Some of these include agriculture, marine, maritime and nautical science, maths, science and technology, as well as technical occupational disciplines, such as electrical, civil and mechanical technologies. On occupational subjects, a total of 103 schools in all nine provinces have been audited to pilot occupational subjects. The caps for, one, for, for, for year one to four for grades eight to nine has been developed and submitted to Umalusi for appraisal and quality assurance. In preparation for the pilot, materials have been developed. Speaker, in 2019, we hosted the roundtable for the mobile network operators and other information technologies players to map a plan for, for delivering ICT solutions for special schools. Since then, we have provided 109 special schools with ICT devices, assistive technologies, as well as appropriate software for teaching and learning. Voracom, MTN, Liquid Telecom, Celsius have all made great contributions to us in this endeavor. Furthermore, all special schools have been provided with connectivity, though not broadcast con connectivity as part of the USAO rollout. Last year, I did report to this house that the ministerial task team on the development of history for grade four to 12 had developed the history content framework for grade four to 12, including the reviewing of topics, including histori historiography, material culture, and archeology, span 
African history, heritage and local history, including labor history, language, gender, and culture, inland history, and world history. Since 2020, the ministerial task team has been consulted with a reference team comprising teachers, subject advisors, and specialists on pedagogy, historical skills, and assessments to strengthen the history content framework. The ministerial task team is currently engaged in a dedicated writing session to sequence and package the identified content to ensure alignment in terms of articulation, sequencing, progression, and conceptual development. So the next area that I wanted to quickly refer to is the introduction of African languages to schools which were not teaching African languages. And this was initiated in 2013. And Chair, I also want to report that all our key subjects have been piloted in 213 schools and the idea is to take more schools uh, through the program. The, the program target takes 2,500 schools that, were, that are not offering African languages. And already the group that we piloted in 2014, 2015 in these 264 schools are already in the immediate, in the immediate phase. Speaker, again, we strategically decided to expand the list of languages that we offer in our list, we've added, we've added the Khoi, the Nama, and the Sama, and the, and the San languages, as well as South African San languages into our curriculum. The constitution does mandate us to promote and create conditions for the development and the use of all African languages. You'll recall again, we had also indicated our intentions to, 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 to introduce Kiswahili in our schools as a second additional language. And we will have, and we know that we'll be going a long way in promoting social cohesion and also assisting in the African continent free trade. But because of the challenges COVID-19, we've had to only focus on areas that we're ready to focus. And as such, Kiswahili was left aside and we will pursue it further. Um, yeah, speaker. We are, as I, say, as I said, we were supposed to pilot Kiswahili the second phase, but plans had been thwarted because of COVID-19. As a result, the primary focus of our schools has been ready on the teaching of home languages and first additional language. And the final sector that I want to refer to, Chair or Speaker, is about dealing decisively with the quality and efficiency through the implementation of standardized assessments for grade three, six, and nine and the offering of the general education certificate uh, before grade nine, so that our children are not able, are not exposed to grade nine, grade two, to exams only when they, grade, they go to grade 12. I can see the speaker is impatient. So let me finalize a speaker. Finally, we have already produced the policy framework for the general education and Umalusi is in the process of, of evaluating it. We will be gazetting it and, and inviting comments on the GEC certificate, and it will be piloted or it will be implemented quite soon and we'll keep the house updated. And let me run again quickly to the next paragraph chair before I thank people that have, the, that, that have really assisted us. It's also that we have finalized the drafting of the national assessment framework, which will serve to coordinate all assessments that are conducted under GEC. So let me again move to the next page quickly. 
I really want to take this opportunity. I think I will finalize what I'm saying in the last speaker. I really want to take this opportunity to thank the officials in the department to check, to thank the study group for all the support and the guidance, but also our embassies in provinces, which have been very helpful and instrumental in the work that we are doing. And I really want to thank you most sincerely, Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm not impatient. Thank you, Once you are with one minute, every speaker, I will switch on my video. Once I switch it on, you must know you have one minute left. No, thank, thank you. you very much, Chair. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Uh, we now move to ANC and invite Honorable Adons. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Let me also greet uh, the Honorable Minister, May Njimo the Deputy Minister, uh, Honorable uh, Regina Mahaule, the Ministers and Deputy Ministers present in the meeting, Honorable Members of the Portfolio Committee on Basic Education, Members of uh, Parliament present in the meeting, the DG Mr. Mueli and all South Africans, good afternoon. Honorable Chairperson, the Freedom Charter remains a lodestar policy document which guides policies of the African National Congress. It provides a clause that says, and I quote, all the doors of learning and culture shall be open, close quote. This undertaking has been the main thrust of ensuring access to education for all and is one of the Bill of Rights enshrined in our constitution. The Department of Basic Education and its entities have tabled their amendment strategic plans, annual performance plans, and the budget vote. The entities such as Umalusi and SAIS have been allocated budgets which support their mandate. These entities are critical in supporting the education sector and the department to ensure the quality of teachers, their conduct, and the quality of education standards. Our, our education sector has been embroiled in incidents which have brought about pain in our system. We lost educators, department officials due to COVID-19 pandemic and the recent suicide by the learner of Umbuili Secondary School, the late Lifuno Mabunga, due to bullying by her peers bring about sorrow in our hearts. We mourn with the families and we hope that they find comfort. We applaud all the stakeholders in the sector who have ensured that our education system continues under difficult conditions of, of the pandemic. The smooth reopening of schools, relatively smooth and the relatively smooth administration uh, admission of uh, processes. We acknowledge the efforts of the department and schools management teams in this regard. The department or the department has amended. Have, have made amendments which relate to targets of the medium-term strategic framework, which have changed. This includes the change of deadline of the early childhood development migration from the Department of Social Development to the basic education to be concluded by 2022. The target of learning outcomes in grade six mathematics and reading according to the international segment has moved from 2020 to 2022. The second chance metric program has been redesigned and reconfigured to include a new indicator. Introduce a, a program to uh, train unemployed youth in general maintenance of schools. At least 
at least 710 young people should be trained within the 71 education districts. The other change is on the whole impact being revised from learners and teachers feel respected and, learn, and learning uh, improved by 2024. To improved quality uh, teaching and learning through provision of appropriate infrastructure. All these changes are taken into, consider, into consideration of the practicality of the delivery. Honorable Chairperson, the department has its own challenges, which the portfolio committee has raised. We are confident that the department will focus and address all the critical issues which have been raised into it. The Portfolio Committee on Basic Education, Chairperson, have considered budget vote 16 together with annual performance plans of the department recommended that the Minister of Basic Education ensure the following. That the department ensure the reports reach the committee seven days in advance, the department ensure that structural support in, is provided for migration of ECD to DBE, that the department in partnership with DHEAD plays a role to ensure that the issue of learner registration in higher education at the beginning of each year is dealt with systematically. The department keep committee abreast on progress with regard to coding and robotics. The department ensures that the provincial education departments that are struggling in respect of infrastructure projects work in collaboration with other uh, provincial departments to yield the desired results. The departments must ensure that with regard to infrastructure backlog, that the, it's 17 hours. That the implementing uh, agents are held accountable to the extent that those that are uh, unreliable are taken off the system so that they cannot continue and they should be deregistered. The department ma must ask to ensure that they appoint credible engineers to, uh, as project managers so as to ensure, as, uh, in, to ensure the, that issues of in infrastructure are dealt with. The department keep the committee updated on a monthly and quarterly basis to extend which progress is achieved and also report on infrastructure grant that has been spent on a city and safe. The department must ensure that provincial education departments are compliant with COVID-19 regulations, also considering that uh, there might be an anticipated third wave. The department must ensure that Provincial department planned effectively for, for COVID-19, put measures in place in schools to maintain social distance, safety protocols, and staggering of classes so that learners are not accommodated in overcrowded classrooms. The, de the department must ensure assistance and support for learners with special uh, educational needs are, pro are prioritized and that they are provided with necessary resources. Furthermore, the, the, uh, the, the committee recommended that also alluded to the need of for the review of learner transport to ensure learner safety and from schools uh, to and from schools. The department in, col in, co in collaboration with the Department of Health should ensure that everyone is healthy. In collaboration with Department of Social Development, the issue of psychosocial support is addressed. With regard to the says was a South African Council of for Educators, the Portfolio Committee recommended that SES must ensure that offices are established in the remaining provinces where they were not accessible. SES to ensure that 
They bring online registration of teachers and vetting of registered educators on board, including teachers in remote or rural areas. Ensure that teachers are identified as early and when they accomplish the qualification that they, they get and, and they are registered. In line with SAIS program on professional development, the committee made recommendation that for training of ECD caregivers be given a priority. SAIS must ensure that they support a professionalization of ECD practitioners below MQ level four to acquire a, a, a qualification on MQ level four. On, on the Council of uh, uh, Quality Assurance in general and further education and training, Umalusi, the portfolio committee recommended that Umalusi should ensure that council maintain the clean audit status as they, the entity is, is performing very well. Umalusi should ensure that the vacancies are filled and closed. And also they must ensure that uh, the staff salaries are on par with the public service to avoid movement of people to other organizations, a situation that impact on their staffing. In conclusion, Chair, uh, having satisfied itself in its engagement with the Department of Basic Education in its, and, and, and its entities on their annual performance plans and budget, the Portfolio Committee on Basic Education recommends that the House adopts and approves budget vote number 16 on basic education. The African National Congress supports this budget vote as it responds to the key areas the department needs to ensure for access to quality education for all. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Adons. Uh, we now move to the DA and invite Honorable Nodata. Thank you, Sisalo Malunga Begegleyo, fellow South Africans, Molueni. It is that time of year again where the governing party comes to parliament to deliver mediocre targets that do not offer tangible change to anyone's life on the ground. It is that time of year again, where we are off offered empty promises combined with shrinking budgets. It is that time of year again, where this time inefficiency and lack of funds will be blamed on COVID. Rather than the grim reality of failing departments, funds being stolen by cadres, or money being thrown into empty pits of failed SOEs. It is that time of year again, where the department aims to paint a different picture of South African realities and sell us fallacies of success and achievement, the reality stock is a stock contrast to the one you and I live. The reality that our children live is one where these promises only yield poverty and unemployment. Government's capability is desolate, where they have grand plans of smart cities, yet our children attend mud schools, or seek to develop bullet trains, yet our children are dying in pit toilets, where they have plans to, of creating jobs, yet more and more young people are unemployed and consigned to a lifetime of poverty. All of this because of government's poor implementation of quality education policies where teachers cannot pass the very same exam they set for their learners. The largest obstacle to redressing the legacies of the past and creating a society of opportunity, irrespective of one's background, is repairing our failing education system and replacing its failing leaders. In the coming weeks of June, many cadres will boldly commemorate the youth of 1976 but I can't help but think of how you are spectacularly failing the legacy of the young people of 1976. 
You are failing those who bravely fought against Bangu education by giving the youth of today poor quality education that is irrelevant for industry, the job market, entrepreneurship, and an education that is extremely behind on innovation. Minister, you were supposed to free us from Bandu education. Instead, you've, you've sustained it, it seems, if not exacerbated it, especially in the most rural and forgotten parts of our country, of which I come from. As the ANC government, you are carefully controlling our generation. And those who come after us by not educating us, miseducating us, while at the same time creating high levels of dependency, all to achieve your agenda of control over us. Outcome four of the department's APP refers to creating a school system that prepared. Outcome four of the department's APP refers to creating a schooling system that leaves youth more prepared to contribute to a prosperous South Africa. The reality is this though, over 10 million South Africans that are educated or skilled can't find work. Over 60% of them are young people. This outcome for the ANC is a mere pipe dream. Outcome three of the APP seeks to better prepare the youth for studies beyond grade nine. Based on youth employability, we can see that this program has failed. Yet we still boast about a 44.1% real metric pass rate. Of this, over half a million drop out of the education system to form part of the 8 million youth who are not in education, in employment, or in skills training. No matter how you look at it, the basic education system needs a different type of leadership approach budgeting and effective policy implementation that will tangibly change young people's lives for the better. You're going to say, ah, oh, the DA is making noise or complaining. Unfortunately, this is a reality on the ground. Minister, today you are here to deliver a speech filled with more promises. Yet the targets set in the previous APPs have not been fully met, and some of them have been tweaked to actually be targets that you can meet, even though they don't tangibly change anyone's life on the ground, especially on quality teaching, the infrastructure that's dilapidating, scholar transport, school nutrition that has been cut, vandalism and high dropouts. Yet the budget has been significantly cut to fund failing SOEs. Having visited seven provinces doing oversight with my colleague Desiree van der Waal, only 30 schools have been built according to you and completed through the Accelerated Infrastructure Delivery Initiative, ACD. And you've only targeted 21 schools that are predicted to be built in this financial year of 2021-2022. Yet we have a school that has been excluded from the very same program that was budgeted for, tender was taken out, called ET Tabani in my constituency of Yugi, with dilapidated asbestos classrooms where the Department of Environmental Affairs even came and closed down the school because it was unsafe for learners. Because it's falling apart. The unfortunate part is that 1,800 learners go to that school because it's the only non-fee paying school in the town it is not being prioritized in this budget and in fact cut. We have Masinaga and a special school. You can ask your MEC in Bumalanga where classrooms have been converted to a hostel for students living with disabilities or disabled learners. And they have been converted to classroom because the teachers don't want to deny these learners their right to education, despite promises of a hostel being built year on year. We have schools like Homeville in the Northern Cape that are visited and infrastructures falling apart. There's a bridge that is barricaded, can fall any day, and is unsafe for learners. Not even to mention the multiple schools that we visited in the Herikwala district and Guazulu Natal that are made of mud. Well, they argue, no, it's not mud, it's inappropriate structures. The reality, it's mud. 
There are over 180 reported schools with infrastructure-related issues, yet only 30 of them have been budgeted for in this cycle. The budget vote only makes provision for providing water to 125 schools and sanitation to 691 schools. Funny enough, in the question that I asked in parliament, you had indicated that no schools have issues with water except Limbopo. But we see that there are over 2,000 of them that have been reported. The APP indicates that you only aim to target 1,000 schools with pit toilets, yet over 2,111 of them have been reported despite your promises of eradicating, eradicating these through the SAFE program by last year already. No matter how you avoid addressing these issues, Minister, you can run away from the stench of the unsafe toilets of grade R learners in Matigicha Primary School in Nabopo, who am at the risk of being the next to die in a pit toilet. What is most painful is that one billion has been cut from this budget from the department just to bail out a failed entity like SOE, like, like SAA. What is more concerning is that the department spends three times more money building a school because of the risk of not paying on time and appointing contractors that cannot do the work. I visited Vezumfundo Primary in Pumalanga that's built on a wetland for a whopping 32 million rand. This surely cannot be right. 7,237 schools have been identified to have no fencing, Minister, which further contributes to the vandalism and theft we are experiencing in schools. The budget vote does not address vandalism, insecurity, and theft of school property. This means that we are not protecting the current existing assets and properties while burglaries rise and classrooms are being vandalized. Then we spend millions repairing that was, what was there, then replacing dilapidated asbestos and mud schools like in Herikwala and Iti Taban. Outcome five of the APP focuses on creating a safe school physical infrastructure that encourages learners to learn. And I can tell you, you can go to the Eastern Cape, you can go to KZN, Limpopo, all the provinces. There are schools that have been identified, over 180 of them, that does not have proper infrastructure and ultimately discourages learners of achieving. Nationally, there's 135,000 eligible learners for scholar transport that are not being catered for. And we have not seen this in the budget, which further exacerbates dropouts. And that's why half of the school, half of the learners actually do not get to even matric. There has been a reduction in the school nutrition program by 123 million. The effect of this is that the program's extension to include breakfast and provide meals to selected learners in quantum five and four and five will be, will be slower. I visited Naval Sikh High School in the Free State, where they were given 105 learners that were unplaced from poor backgrounds who depend on the school nutrition and budget. But because of budget cuts, these learners have been left without their daily meals. These are just practical examples I'm giving you, Minister, that you, I know you can be able to go and address. The department is plagued with corruption and there's little consequence management to prevent this. Just this week, the Eastern Cape education officials have been arrested for defaulting the department for millions. Why must we lose millions of corruption or millions to corruption before we take action? You know what's funny though, Minister? One of them that have been arrested was convincing all of us in the portfolio committee when we visited Piti Tabane as to why there's no money to build it. Kanti, he stole it. And there's COVID. 431 million in just three months for deep cleaning, over 500 million on overpriced PPE, and the list goes on. Through our oversight visits in schools, we have indicated, the, in, the teachers have indicated how impractical it is to complete the curriculum, and we commend them for going the extra mile during this difficult time. But, Minister, 
I beg you, please release a clear plan for vaccination of teachers, which is the only solution of getting back to any form of normality and stop this thing of uh, shutting down non-contact sports and all these decisions that are made because we need the vaccine. I want to tell you though, that the Democratic Alliance believes that the education is a foundation of opportunity. And we propose the following solutions, Minister, because we don't just speak here telling you the issues, but trying to give solutions that accompany your APP and budget in order for us to deal with the future of this country in a world quality manner. Chairperson, the DA believes that we can fix our education system. We can do so by fixing our failing administration, ensure our budgets are spent on infrastructure such as pit toilets, asbestos and mud schools, access to water as the first line of defense in COVID through improving teaching and learning and education outcomes through board reforms. South, Africa, South Africans should have access to education and training of the highest quality, leading to significantly improved learning outcomes and quality of life. Number one, Minister, we encourage you to engage National Treasury on the ACD program or other sources of funding to ensure that the dilapidated mud and asbestos classrooms are eradicated. Secondly, fast track the SAFE program is to ensure that no child dies in a pit toilet by increasing your targets from 1,000 to actually getting rid of all pit toilets in the schools that have been identified of 2,111. The department should ensure that with the regards to infrastructure backlogs, that the implementing agents are held accountable to the extent that those that are unreliable are taken off the system so that they cannot continue and should be deregistered. As simple as that. I encourage you to look at the collaboration schools model in the Western Cape that sees public-private partnerships in building schools in poor communities with a specific focus on skills development based on economic opportunities in the area. I would also like to invite you to come and visit there uh, with me. Reconsider the school nutrition uh, budget in order to cater for breakfast and lunch. I encourage you to establish a school's vandalism protection unit to with public works and law enforcement to protect existing infrastructure. Minister, as the DA, we aim to, ta to tangibly change young people's lives for the better through education. We go see these realities ourselves on the ground in communities. We come to this house to present them to you as, as issues and solutions, and we encourage you to use them. Without a decent education, any form of economic empowerment and opportunities for South Africans will remain elusive. For it was Madiba who said, no country can really develop unless its citizens are educated. And it is, the, and it is, and it is through education that the daughter of a peasant can become a doctor that the son of a mine worker can become the head of the mine and that a child of a farm worker can become the president of this great nation. Chepperson, surely our generation deserves more. I thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Notata. Uh, we now, uh, the next speaker from the EFF, the Honorable Mashabela, though I don't see her on this, on the participants list, is there anyone who's yeah. taking spot? Yeah, Honorable Mashala Chaperson. Thank you, Prosima. On behalf of uh, Honorable Mashabela. Thanks, Chaperson. Our basic education system is broken down the middle, and the ability of the department to fix it is perpetuating inequality in this country. The COVID-19 pandemic demonstrated for all to see that well-resourced school with properly trained teachers 
and social support services for both learners and teachers can withstand almost any challenge. While schools were closed during level five lockdown, many well-to-do schools managed to keep learning going while millions of poor black students in townships and villages had nowhere to go. At the end of each year, we see the exclusive independent examination board schools prospering because they're able to put the basic structures needed for a prospering education system in place. Minister, many public schools continue to operate under the logic of colonialism and apartheid. So many years after democracy, with schools serving white communities properly resourced and schools serving black communities being no different to dumping sites. As a consequence, today a child's experience of education still very much depends on where they are born, how wealthy they are and the color of their skin. We still have two education systems in one, Minister. One is white, well-resourced and prosperous, and the other one is black, under-resourced and forever in crisis. Lack of, of infrastructure, non-delivery of textbook, unqualified teachers and shortage of qualified teachers, poor mathematics and physics teaching, violence inside classroom, all these problems are exclusively faced by schools that cater for black children. Minister, schools in rural areas, in townships and in farms, which cater primarily for blacks and poor learners are littered with problems of underperformance, of poorly trained teachers. And as we have argued before, the department has done very little to stem the tide of dropouts in these poor schools. Every year for the past seven years, we have noted that only half of those who enter grade one are able to finish the grade 12. Almost half a million learners get lost to the system every single year. They will grow up to be unskilled, unemployed, and unemployable. All of them are black. A black government make it difficult for these half a million black learners to get an education. Apartheid may have fallen from statute books, but it's very much alive in the manner we provide education to our children. There are many causes for this, which are solvable if the department can get its house in order, and they are. Pervasive poverty, which make it difficult even for the most capable of learners to focus productively on their schoolwork. Undue influence of SATU over the functioning of schools to an extent that they have practically taken, taken over powers to even appoint teachers. Poor planning and execution of existing plans. This list leads to such terrible deeds such as non-delivery of textbook, poor school infrastructure, and no intervention at chronically poor performing school. Deeply embedded corruption and ineptitude within the department leading to employment of unqualified teachers to teach learners in rural provinces. Lastly, Chairperson, lack of content knowledge by the teachers of the very same subject they are meant to teach. Minister, these problems require comprehensive solution. 
one that won't be implemented by the Department of Education alone, but which must be led by it. This is what needs to happen to solve basic education problems in this country. The department must lead a process to restore back the dignity of teaching. This must entail reviewing the salaries of teachers to ensure that they are properly paid. Number two, there must be universal standards for quality basic education for all. This means that there must be the same norms and standards for school infrastructure, for learning and teacher support material, for provisioning pupils with disabilities across all schools, be they rural or urban. Minister, there must be a comprehensive review of the funding model for schools. The current funding model promotes inequality. Well-to-do public schools are allowed to charge school fee to make up for the inadequacy of government funding, while poor schools are made to be no-fee schools with very little government support. Quality of education must never be directly proportional to wealth. It must be universal. Addressing the problem thoroughly will ensure that we tackle the problems of basic education in a comprehensive manner and are not only fixed with metric pass rate, but with the quality of education system in its entirety. We reject this budget vote. Thank you. Thank you, Mamakala. Uh, we proceed and invite uh, the IFP Babu Ngobo. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, the Minister for the Department of Education, Basic Education, and the Deputy Minister. Honorable Members, uh, the Department of uh, Basic Education is critical to the future of our country. As such, Anything that happens to this department has immediate and long-term implications for South Africa. It is said that this department has been one of the biggest casualties of the COVID-19 pandemic. Since 2020, our children have not received meaningful learning due to ongoing disruptions to their learning as a result of the pandemic. They have been deprived for the most part of their right to learn due to the lockdown. This has implications for the future direction of this country. As such, one would have expected a robust response from the department to the pandemic. One would have expected all funds made available to this department to be utilized optimally to ensure the provision of quality basic education for all children. However, the department has not fully mitigated the implications of the pandemic due to uncertainties in its response. And as a result, rural learners have mostly lost out, putting their future in jeopardy and increasing inequalities. The IFP calls on this department to fulfill its medium-term plans to provide proper school infrastructure, high quality support materials for learners and teachers, and to provide nutritious meals for learners. It goes without saying that economic implications of the pandemic have a negative effect on our poor communities and that our learners look to this department 
for the provision of not only their education, but also their meals. The department must not let them down. The department must deliver on its promise to provide learners with access to appropriate and safe infrastructure at schools through education infrastructure backlog grant. It is unacceptable that more than 20 years into this democracy, we still face the shameful reality of mud schools and open pit toilets, which not only ravage dignity of our learners, but also cause tragic loss of lives. This is in an indictment on this department and the government. The department must thrive to make it possible for our rural learners to receive quality education. The conditions of our rural learners must be improved so that they don't have to walk long distances to schools. The scholar transport obligation must be fulfilled as ordered by the High Court in KwaZulu-Natal. The conditions of work for our teachers must also be improved to enable them to deliver fully on their promise to educate this nation. Hence, textbooks and other necessities must never be in short supply and should arrive on time. The department must go back to basics, as its name suggests. Getting the basics right in this department will go a long way in enhancing basic education in this country. Honorable members, the FPA accepts the budget. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you very much, Babungovo. Uh, we now invite the FF Plus, the Honorable Poshoff. Achbara is voorzitter. Die VF Plus is degelijk daarvan bewust dat onderwijs een uiterst veel eisende oefening in logistiek, eiendomsbestuur en personeel is. Die 28 miljard rand wat die Nationale Departement van Basisse Onderwijs besteed, is maar die oorkies van die seekoei. Die eindelijke werk en besteding word dier die provincies gedoen. Dit is die verkeerd om die Nationale Departement van Basisse Onderwijs verdienstlevering op die grond verantwoordbaar te hou nie. Die bevoegdhede wat provincies het, is immers dier die Nationale Departement na hulle gedelegeer. Maar, die beginsel van subsidiariteit is veel meer van pas vir Zuid-Afrika. Dit hou in dat alle gesag op die laagste moendelike vlak uitgeoefen word. Slechts dit wat plaaslik nie gedoen kan word nie, word na die volgende vlak opgewend om. Die typische dorp in Zuid-Afrika het een kerk en een school. Die verskille in bestuur tussen die twee is opvallend. Die kerkelijke gemeenskap is een selfstandige eenheid. Slechts probleme gaan naar die ring en die synode besluit oor so min sake dat tweejaarlikse bijeenkomste van een week lang voldoende is. In die school is het teenoorgesteld. Die nationale departement besluit in besonderhede wat skole moet doen en wanneer. Provincies, distrikte en kringe is maar net agentskappe om nakom op schoolvlak te verseker. Die professionele onderwijser het nie toesig nodig nie. Tel nie ure haar fijn op en vergelijk het met die werkkontrak nie. Staak nie as hy of sy nie in die sin kry nie. Hulle volvoer, een roeping. In werkelijkheid gaan dit oor die beeld van onderwijs in die mense opvatting daarvan. Is school een burgeroorlog tussen grootmense en kinders? Is dit een bondgenootskap tussen die ouderhuis en die staat? Is dit die slagveld vir politieke bevrijding? Is dit die plek waar die staat kinders vat en hulle herprogrammeer? Dit is hierdie vertrekpunt wat selde gedebatteer word. 
vir die vier plus is die kind deel van die gesin. Die gesin is deel van die gemeenskap, die gemeenskap deel van die volk, die volk ook deel van die staat. Onderwijs is die geinstitutionaliseerde deel van opvoeding, die deel waar die staat betrek word. In die school word die kind voorbereid om eendag een goeie burger te wees, maar ook om eendag een goeie deelnemer aan die ekonomie te wees, maar ook om een goeie lid van die gemeenskap te wees, maar ook om sy of haar unieke aard te verweesendik. Een belangrike vraag is, of die staat werkelijk een oorheersende rol hierin behoor te speel. Skole wat goeie resultate lever en al die sienings van wat die school behoor te doen, behoort grootliks die die staat uitgeloosd te word. Tans word hulle echter in die ouditkultuur onderwerp, wat van die onderwijser meer administrateer as die opvoeding maak. Hoekom? Dalk om te kyk of hulle steeds die smalle weg van die staatsideologie betree, of bewandel, Aan die ander kant van die spektrum is as skole waar resultate en omstandighede mens tot trane sal beweeg. Dit is waar onderwijsers werk met die industriele beeld waar die departement bestuur is en die onderwijsers werk is en waar touwtrekkerie oor geld, werksure en verplichtinge permanent aan die gang is. In sulke skole is vakbonde soms machtiger as die staat. Ek verwijs na die volmond verslag oor die verkoop van poste en wonder hoekom maar daar steeds nie opgetree is nie. Onafhankelijke onderwijs word al belangriker. Nie net peperdier skole in idyllische omgevings vir die superreik is nie. Ook gewone mense in die kwijnende middelklas vraag hulle self af of die staat nog iets tot die vernootskap tussen ouwerhuis en staat bijdra. Of daar nie ander instelling is wat die plek van die staat kan inneem nie. Wat beheer oor onderwijs neem, nie vanuit hulle oorvloed nie, maar dier die versichtige hertoedeling van hulle eie beperkte bronne. In september laas jy, Honorable Minister, you responded to my question on collaborative homeschooling. That is where more than one family co-operate in providing education to their children. Currently, authorities only recognize single family homeschools and independent schools. Your response, Honorable Minister, was that organized representatives should approach your department on the matter, the importance of which is evident. Liberty in Learning is an alliance of such organized interest groups which wrote to your department that very day. Since then, they had been sent from pillar to post without any progress. My sincere request to you is to facilitate this discussion. Because what we need is communities which are enabled to take responsibility for the education of the young ones. Counterintuitive as it may be, such a policy creates social cohesion across communities. Let us not follow repressive policies, which destroys it. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Baya, thank you. We proceed and invite the Reverend Dr. Mohaule, the Deputy Minister of Basic Education. Honorable Minister. Thank you so much, Chair. Greetings to you, House Chair. Greetings to our minister, Minister Angie Mutecha, and other ministers if they are in the meeting. Uh, greetings to the chairperson of the portfolio committee and members of the, of the portfolio committee and members of the National Assembly. Leaders in the basic education sector led by the DG, Mr. Mweli. Ladies and gentlemen, San Bonan. As we are all aware that this year, the country is celebrating Charlotte Makege under the theme of unity, renewal and reconstruction. The significance of celebrating this brave woman 
in, the, in this occasion is timely. Charlotte Maglerke was the first South African woman to have a degree, a, a university degree, and not just a degree, a Bachelor of Science uh, in a university of Wilberforce. So Charlotte Maglerke demonstrated to us that education would ever remain important, especially for women and girls, as it enables families to escape the poverty trap and reduce the dependency syndrome. This is what I call the radical renewal society. Uh, so in her pursuit of reconstruction and, and, and development, uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Chair, I, I, I lost my slide, now I'm back. Uh, this is what I call the radical renewal of society in her pursuit of reconstruction, she and her husband started a school in Everdon, in Val. This is a showcase of a woman who was passionate about education and development, not only for herself, but for the community at large. This courage and spirit is also emphasized by government's continuing efforts and commitments towards improving the lives of South Africans by restoring and growing the economy in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has exacerbated other challenges the country has, has been experiencing, including our quest to provide quality basic education to all South African children. House Chair, our minister at the start of this budget vote debate announced and broke down the MTAF budget allocation for 2021-2022 financial year for basic education, which has gone up to 15.5 percent from the revised 2020-2021 overall baseline allocation. We welcome this increase as it will go a long way towards assisting us to meet glaring challenges aggravated by the devastating disruptions that were suddenly thrust upon the basic education sector by the COVID-19 as articulated in the adjustment budget last year. Subsequent to the declar declaration by President Cyril Ramaphosa of the National State of Disaster last year, it became evident and immediate that the Department of Basic Education needed to get on its feet to find alternatives in order for learning and teaching to continue taking place. This was done very successfully in collaboration and support uh, from this very house. Educational stakeholders, and guided by the National Coronavirus Command Council in ensuring the safe return of teachers, learners, and support staff to school under the risk-adjusted differentiated strategy. House Chair, in response to the COVID-19 impact, the department, working with the sector partners and the stakeholders, put new strategies in place. These include a, a partnership with the National Education Collaboration Trust, NECT, and UNICEF to mobilize support for learners and educators. Through this partnership, Childline was then appointed to provide telephone counseling to learners. The NECT is also conducting training for watch committees on the basic counseling skills guide for COVID-19 uh, responders in communities around the country to strengthen community responses to COVID-19 affected families. 
it is anticipated that children in schools will also benefit from this community response. We also collaborated with the John Hopkins University as well as University of Johannesburg to provide training on common elements treatment approach, CATA, in order to capacitate the basic education sector in providing psychosocial support to learners and educators. CATA is an approach strategy that combines various psychotherapeutic tools for the treatment of mental health problems, such as depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, and stress-related disorders. This training is aimed at non-mental health professionals to enable them to assist individuals and groups in resource-limited settings. This approach involves education, skills building, uh, talking about difficult memories and problem solving. CATA uses an apprenticeship model to ensure quality and support. The training is targeting learner support agents who have been placed in schools in various districts. The initial target group to be trained will be 40 national master trainers made up of officials from the education sector and various partner organizations. House Chair, we are pleased as a department that the allocation for curriculum policy support and monitoring has increased to 2.3 billion, which is an increase by 10.3% from the 2020-2021 financial year baseline, which will certainly assist to boost the department's stable and progressive curriculum. This is not only internationally benchmarked, but also transformative and fully incorporates 21st century skills and skills for the changing world. Our curriculum implementation is indeed supported and enhanced with various materials and resources that have been developed and distributed to schools. These include a catalog of evaluated and approved textbooks for all grades and subjects, workbooks, reading resources for reading corners in classrooms and mobile libraries in some cases. In response to the 2019-2020 SONA mandate of ensuring that every 10-year-old can read for meaning by 2020, the department has conceptualized the integrated reading sector plan, which has informed the development and implementation of reading strategies in all provinces. Central to the sector plan is the primary school reading intervention program, which comprises four sub-programs, that is early grade reading assessment, early grade reading study, the Read to Lead campaign, and the National Reading Coalition. We remain grateful for the partnership that has been formed to enable the department to make inroads in this important area. This include NECT, this include NECT, the ETDP CETA, uh, UNICEF, and the USAID, the World Bank, corporate companies, and numerous NGOs. Through these partnerships, we have been able to train more than 30,000 teachers on how to more effectively teach uh, reading for understanding, who in turn supported about 1.5 million children since the inception of the PSRIP, we have also upskilled more than 7,000 senior managers team, the SMTs, to be able to support their teachers. As part of the education employment initiative, which the minister has fully detailed, which has also placed 23,000 young South Africans as reading champions in schools in all nine provinces to be part of our massive 
reading a revolution drive. Emerging evidence shows signs of success in the establishment of a reading culture in that there is an increase in the number of classrooms, reading corners established, particularly in primary schools, increase in the number of books read and the stories told weekly. There is voluntary participation of learners in reading activities, as well as the involvement of parents in the reading development of their children. We want to acknowledge the contributions of our partner organization led by the National Reading Coalition, which enabled us to maximize our gains and increase our efficiencies by supporting the training and mentoring of these young people. Furthermore, House Chair, we have heeded the president's call for a reading movement by establishing the president's reading circle through hosting virtual reading clubs. We are doing this in collaboration with the NCT under the banner of Read to Learn. This is done to encourage reading and to promote dialogue around topical and social issues that emerge from the stories. Five sessions have been held monthly starting in December 2020. All South Africans are invited to join this exciting monthly events, which happen every last Thursday of the month. Honorable members, will continue to ensure that more video lessons and TV broadcast lessons are developed for learners to watch after school and weekends and over school holidays. Baseline surveys are conducted at intervals to determine learners' pre-knowledge and to assist in planning and delivering extra lessons and additional support. Schools have been required to develop school-based recovery plans based on those baseline surveys. We have reduced the number and types of formal assessment tasks to create more time for teaching and learning. As I mentioned, the June examinations have been removed as a compulsory component in grade four to 12. In grades four to 11, the examination has been replaced by a test to ensure the focus is on teaching and learning. House Chair, in terms of the teacher and human resource development, we believe that teachers are our most important asset in education of our children. A collective agreement was concluded at the Education Labor Relations Council, Collective Agreement 1 of 2020, concession process to follow for employees with comorbidities. This was aimed at providing concessions for educators employed in terms of the Employment of Educators uh, Act and to make sure that these teachers are protected, especially those that are affected due to, due to risk factors for severe COVID-19 and to give guidance to evaluate and manage vulnerable employees. I'll share, <laughs> as I conclude, I want to, because what I'm talking about is exactly what is happening in the department, not what other people are talking outside the department. As I conclude, I want to uh, indicate that we have adopted a hybrid teaching models using our national broadcast, including its radio stations to ensure learning uh, continues whilst applying rotational attendance models currently in place. Just last week, we began the process of repositioning the DPE TV channel currently on channel 122. 
an open view as well as the DBE YouTube channel in order to increase viewership uh, of learner support content of the channels by incremental introducing even more interesting content, including DBE news. Schools are also experimenting and innovating using social media platforms such as WhatsApp for contact teaching and learning when learners are not physically at school. The monitoring and reporting on learning time loss recovery progress will be implemented in all, at all levels, at schools, at district, provincial level, in order to identify bottlenecks and intervene appropriately. The past 10 years, the past year was very hard on the infrastructure program. As the Honorable Nodata has indicated, it's just unfortunate that they only visit those schools with uh, problems, uh, infrastructure problems. But we know that we are working tirelessly uh, to make sure that we address the backlogs of infrastructure. There was no construction in quarter one due to the hard lockdown. Even quarter two was tough as well. We still experience restrictions on number of workers per site and restrictions on the traveling of workers between provinces. But despite all this, we managed to make significant progress in the provision of school infrastructure during 2021. To be more specific, House Chair, I know we built 34 new schools, water supply projects, 101, and 298 uh, uh, sanitation projects. I want to thank the Minister of Basic Education, who is steering this boat into a right direction. There's not any other woman except Minister Angie Mutsekas. Thank you so much, Che. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Muhaule. We proceed and Akbar Lidsukers, does Isa Khaliente know? Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Chair, in this year, we honor Charlotte Matleke, one of the first women black graduates in South Africa. The foundation for her success was laid in the mission school in which she received a basic education. She was a teacher, educational entrepreneur, but above all, a practical woman of action. And we need to be equally practical when we debate this budget. The simple fact is that basic education needs more money, but our fiscus has no more money for basic education and even if they had more money, they would not allocate it to us because there are inefficiencies in the sector. The ACDP disagrees with the Treasury on only one point. It is not that we are inefficient, but that we are ineffective. We are efficient at pushing up the metric pass rate, but ineffective in having that qualification open the door to employment. We are efficient at pushing up the metric pass rate, but ineffective in ensuring all our youth stay in education on training or training until they reach grade 12. We are ineffective in giving our learners the skills they need to complete a three-year university degree in three years. The DGS claimed that parents not sending their children to the closest school is inefficient. No, these are hardworking parents being effective in getting their children the best education they can. We have to empower our people to choose how their children are educated. We can do this by embracing rather than frustrating home education. We must abandon the ideology that home education is un-African. It is the most African educational approach there is. The allocations in this budget to assist independent or fee-paying schools through the COVID-19 crises and beyond are inadequate. 
Most fee-paying schools, and especially Quintile 4 schools, are in need of extra assistance. Many faith-based and historic, or historically non-racial schools that cater to the children of low- and middle-income earners are in particular need of assistance. It was in schools like this chair that Charlotte Matleke received a basic education, an education not just of facts, but in the values that shaped her life. From virtually every other department, we hear about the importance of transformation and entrepreneurship. Where in this budget are the plans that, su that support transformation and social entrepreneurship in the independent education sector? The ACDP calls on the minister to reduce the regulatory burden on the independent school sector and to withdraw this budget and only present it when it allocates adequate funds to support our quintile four schools and provide significant assistance to independent schools that cater to low and middle income families. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Sukers. Is the UDM in the house? No. ATM? No. Uh, we call on the ANC, Honorable Malachi. Iraq. Soga. Chairperson, Honorable Chairperson, Mamboroto, Honorable Members, the people of South Africa. This budget vote debate takes place while the people of Palestine continue to experience oppressive conditions under the Israeli apartheid regime. The current government of Gaza and the killing of innocent Palestinians and children should be condemned and stopped. We call for a two-state resolution based on the 14 June 1967 borders to bring about the peace in their land. We urge the, the United Nations Security Council to, to meaningfully intervene in the crime against humanity as experienced by the people of Palestine. As the African National Congress, we will always side with the oppressed. We accordingly stand with the people of Palestine. Honorable members, sexual harassment and gender-based violence in our school is a great concern. Incidences and allegations of rape and sexual harassment by teachers is becoming alarming. The recent incidents in Ivory requires immediate attention. We need to be harsh. Perpetrators of sexual harassment in our school against harassment in our school systems. Honorable members, when the Department of Basic Education tables this budget, the primary objective of the budget is to serve as a tool to address the injustice of the past. The coronavirus pandemic has exposed the level of inequalities in society. The, the special planning of economic development patterns have also impacted the distribution of basic services, which has led to schools in rural areas and underdeveloped areas lacking equipment, sanitation and water. Numerous schools across the country have an infrastructure backlog. Honorable members and the people of South Africa, this is the legacy of apartheid which requires fundamental change by the ANC government. It is for this reason that the budget allocation to education remains the highest. The, acceler the accelerated school infrastructure delivery initiative program of government is one of the key interventions to accelerate the delivery of social infrastructure for the financial year of 2021-2022. The, the ACD program will build 21 new schools and provide 1,000 schools with sanitation facilities for a tune of 2.3 billion. The intervention is welcome as government within available resources is closing infrastructure grab to ensure that the dignity of our learners is protected. The education infrastructure grant is allocated 36.7 billion over the medium-term expenditure framework. 
it is this proposal so that at least that honorable members of the opposition argue that our AZ government is not prioritizing infrastructure development in our school. That is not an effect. We also call our communities to take interest in our school and protection of our school facilities. Business forums which hinder progress in the construction projects, which follow due procurement, should follow due procurement processes in order to be considered in appointments. Business forum which stops infrastructure projects delay much needed development. The 2020 budget adjustment and the reprioritization for the fight against the pandemic as COVID-19 has made a lasting impact on the infrastructure allocation. But this allocation projected growth in the, in the middle term. In our oversight visit across the country, we have seen quality infrastructure and, school, and schools with poor infrastructure, which needs more infrastructure investments. We are glad that these are part of the development plans. The sixth administration has placed improvement of learners' outcome as a key priority to enable success of all learners who enter the system. This requires an improvement of the content development of children to enable them to have a strong numeracy and literacy skills. Reading with the meaning is important. Children should be supported through an effective and quality early childhood development. Without a strong foundation, our learners struggle to progress in the schooling system. The president in his son emphasized that ECD migration is a priority of the sixth administration. In this regard, the ANC resolved to ensure that the migration of the provision of early childhood development from the Department of Social Development to basic education, which is a clear indication of a commitment to transform the education of the poor. It is so because children who are negatively impacted by ACD are mainly children from the poor, Blacks in general and Africans in particular. The department targets an increasing number of five learners into grade 11 RR of 95% by 2024 is an important strategy to improve the preparedness of children before they started schooling. One of the complex priorities to address during the difficult economic condition is to ensure that all students have access to digital equipment as part of the learning methods. Without the department of with the Department of Telecommunication and Postal Services Department will increase access to connectivity amongst our schools in the medium term. The department should continue to explore various interventions to accelerate connectivity in schools and access digital devices for the education sector. Through the face-to-face -face teaching remains the most effective form of teaching, technology device enhance the process of learning and should be prioritized by the department. We live in a time where children below the age of six years can use cell phones to access the internet with no supervision of guidance. We have to ensure that the, super, the supervision of teaching our children to use the digital platform to protect them against various explosions to, to sexual content. We should create awareness in our schools that the use of social media encourages harmonious relationship among students. The bullying incident that happened in one high school in Toronto is one of the most one of the most tragic situations to have occurred in our education sector. It was a combination of assault and bullying of a student which was presented by the distribution of a clip video on social media. We must teach our children Ipatian value, which encourages them tolerance. The budget vote is an important budget vote because it is through the education where a child of a young person, a child and a young person who lives in an informal settlement can break the chains of poverty and become anything that it impacted education for South African should command. 
it is very important that also we remind our opposition parties that, especially in the province where the parliament is sujet, that uh, the exclusion and the depending of not working together with the ruling party to make sure that we address an equal education for all. We've seen on, on media and everywhere else parents protesting that they're excluded because of their background, their, their poor background where they come from. We call upon the national government and everyone else to work together to make sure that we advance to fight against inequality education and fight for quality education for all. We, we should also accelerate the closing of inequality gap between education for the rich and the poor. Those in rural areas and those in urban areas, the, the, the African national government has made significant process in making sure that we close that gap. We can close that gap if we work together and not play the play games. We must make sure that it becomes our responsibility to address the interests of the past. The ANC supports the budget votes as a critical tool to transform society. Thank you very much. CBCNFP. Honorable CBC. Anyone from the NFP? Honorable Mansur? None. I pass. Uh, anyone from COPE? Honorable Hendrix has long been ready. It's your time, Aljama. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Auschi. Honorable Auschi Aljama votes in favor of the basic education budget. But it is the, our view that the money allocated for school sports in sports and the uh, culture budget must be channeled to basic education. As sports federations are misusing the money and our learners are not uh, getting the uh, benefit of monies budgeted uh, for sports. Educators are governed by strict protocols and we need to put our learners' sports development in their hands. I hope the minister will have time to respond to that direct request uh, when she replies to the debate. Altima feels that too much money is allocated to higher education. Now, don't shoot the, 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 the messenger, uh, uh, Honorable House Chair and that we must reposition basic education for the world of work. The waste of money in higher education must be channeled to basic education. And I don't think the minister will have a quarrel because now we are saying approve the budget and give the minister more money. The digital revolution and the fact that we are already in the cyber civilization makes many university courses a waste of resources and time as far as job creation is concerned. These courses can still be taken by digitally and for this, we will not need loans, bursaries and hostels. The academics will find options to look at alternative ways to be reskilled. Aljama is involved in studies repositioning basic education for the world of work and we invite the Portfolio Committee and Basic Education Department to attend a Zoom workshop with the international thought leaders in this regard and their convenience. The Department of Education is most welcome to also attend to protect the turf. The country is wasting money on bursaries, loans, hospital beds for college and university students who pursue courses that are obsolete. 
we need zero-based budgeting in education. The Minister of Trade and Industry has diplomatically told the nation that in the future there's not going to be petrol stations as electrical cars will be the future. You want subsidies to fast-track this. Say, uh, other ministers uh, will soon follow. So many professions will disappear. This budget with all the excess of Al-Jamaa supports will take the country to the next level and I will wait for the minister's response. Al-Jamaa supports a budget for basic education. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Hendricks. Uh, ANC, House Chairperson, Honorable Minister of Basic Education, Mama Angie Mutsepa. Lukisha Kamer, Lukisha Kamer, Unchiche Leret. Thank you very much. Honorable Minister, Deputy Minister, Mama Rijaina Mahaule, Honorable Members and Fellow South Africans. Lumela. Honorable House Chairperson, one has listened carefully to all the inputs given in this mini plenary. And maybe it is about time that uh, one has to provide leadership when necessary. Hence, the unorthodox approach that I'm going to take. Let us give credit where credit is due. The black spot analysis will not assist us under these circumstance, circumstances as projected by both the EFF and DA. For starters, maybe let me just indicate that as the ANC, we unequivocally support this budget vote. Our history of colonialism and apartheid has entrenched a value system which excludes females and African people in order to denigrate black people. The apartheid government created an inferior education system for the black people. This is an important fact to appreciate how the apartheid government used education to undermine and deprive black people from quality education. The 1994 democratic breakthrough opened up opportunities for the nation to build a single coordinated education system, which creates equal opportunities for all South Africans from different backgrounds and social strata. The African National Congress has always placed education as a key developmental tool to enable people to liberate themselves. Today, 26 years into democracy, we should be able to reflect whether our education system has advanced socio-economic transformation and social justice. However, honorable members, our education curriculum, unlike the Bantu education one, contains content of gender equality, non-racialism, and various constitutional rights, which are enjoyed by all South Africans. Honorable members, 
this budget vote is a major budget to support an important provision of the right to education for all South Africans and for the future of our nation. Some of the key features of this budget is supported for the poor through provision of scholar transport for learners who stay away from their schools. Rural areas with schools that are far apart require transport in order to create a conducive environment for learning as other students would be required to travel way over more than 10 kilometers every day to get to schools. Another key program this budget vote support is the National Nutrition Program, which makes a significant impact for poor children who without it would even sleep with an empty stomach. As opposed to the baseless rejection of the vote by both the EFF and DA, this budget supports 19,950 schools which will be provided with nutritious meals on each and every day. This is a pavoidal poverty, what you call alleviation program in addressing food hunger in our schools. These are some of the key social justice support interventions to ensure a conducive environment exists for learners to succeed in their education and break the cycle of poverty and to meaningfully contribute to the development of our humanity. This shows how the ANC government is biased to the poor and marginalized. As chairperson, we should also salute our educators and school management teams and the, all the stakeholders for supporting the continuation of the education of our children. We mourn with those who have lost their loved ones in these trying times. Without the commitment of educators and the support from teachers, assistant, teacher assistants, the reopening of schools would be, would have come with many challenges. Our learners have adapted to the new normal and this should be acknowledged. In order to improve learning outcomes, teacher development is critical as the teachers have the responsibility of transmitting knowledge and through various pedagogical approaches, ensure learning and the cognitive development of our learners. This budget vote supports teacher development to improve the capacity and capability of teachers. The department has created a sustainable pipeline of educators through a significant, significant investment into Funza Lushaka Bazari scheme. And the department will be awarding 11,500 bursaries this very academic year. This is a welcomed intervention for the current and future needs of our education system. We also applaud the placement rate of the Funza Lushaka graduate, which is currently at 82%. This indicates the efficient planning of the bursary scheme in having a balance of the demand and supply of our teachers. Training of teachers should also focus on the changing world with subjects such as robotics and coding. Digital technologies will always evolve and will, 
need the, to prepare our educators for that future. We welcome the implementation of the pilot on the provisions of this coding and robotics in our schools. And it is a milestone towards preparing learners and our education system for the changing world. The growth of the digital economy and digital technologies requires new learning. Honorable Minister, our focus on science and mathematics should be strengthened. Science and mathematics are important subjects to advance the socio-economic objectives of the country as they contribute to productive sector of the economy. And the human capital with a strong analytic and technological skills, which are important. Minister, we should also provide substantive support for the current grade 12 and lower grades who have missed a significant period without schooling in 2020. This will have an impact on this year's cohort. Despite the difficult conditions of the pandemic, the department used various models of teaching under the pandemic. The recent incidents in our schools, such as sexual harassment, rape, bullying, drug use, and alcohol use should be of concern for all of us. The responsibility of building a nation which embraces social cohesion is a societal responsibility of everyone and the social institutions. One of the ongoing concerns of the African National Congress is the fact that we have a, a sizable number of learners across the country who are dropping out at schools time in and time out. The coronavirus pandemic has worsened this situation as learning who would, as learners who would have missed school for longer periods might have not returned. The impact of dropping out on the youth is as severe and creates less opportunities for them to participate in the labor market. We should all contribute to encourage all our children and youth to pursue education to better, in order to better their lives. Despite the reduction in the medium term of 1.6 billion, the biggest limitation is not always the allocation of funds, but our capability to use allocated funds in the efficient and effective way. This will result in desired outcomes, which will improve the education landscape. Education remains a potent weapon in the hands of all to transform themselves, the world and things. The values and principles are espoused in our constitution should be enshrined in our education system and all learners should enjoy the Bill of Rights. Non-racialism, non-sexism, equality and other noble values should be the fruit of our education system. As I conclude, the African National Congress supports the budget vote of basic education. Our support to the vote is based on our commitment to the people of South Africa that we will place education as an apex priority. We will ensure that all school-going children and youth have access to the education at no cost. Thank you. That we will, we will ensure to provide support and the 
to all grades at all costs. Thank you very much, Jefferson. Thank you very much, Tatem Rosetla. We will now invite back the minister, Memotseha Atori Kalela Uwezaruna. No, thank you very much, Chair. Let me thank all the members of the committee and members who participated in the debate. And we'll say as usual, it's been very helpful, very useful, and we have taken copious notes on some of the points that were raised. So even if you don't respond to them, it doesn't mean that we really didn't take them to heart. And Chair, uh, just on the other side, on the other hand, I really want to say it's such a pity that democracy has gifted the country with multi-party democracy and some of these parties, it's just very regrettable. I mean, to have to engage with Onodada, who hardly knows what is being spoken about. We're speaking about education and budget. He's all over SOEs. And what I will humbly request is that his colleagues must try and induct him, orientate him on what basic education is about. Just help him about the content, the structure, and the system so that might not always missell as he does, but also the content. Otherwise, I already do think it's such a waste of time to have to listen to people who don't know what they're too, talking about. Taking fishing, fishing, you want to take them and do it. But rather than really be engaging in fishing, fishing, I will not that and I won't get into even no EFF. Let me just make a few points. Change. Honourable Chair, point of order. What's your point of order? Please, Chairperson, it's very clear, Rule 82 is a reference to a member in respectful terms. And please, Minister, I, I put this on what you. Is the House and in a minute. What's your point of, point of order? What's your point of order? to one another in respectful terms. Okay, so that is the rule 823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823823
has also agreed that because of the crisis that we've been experiencing with school sports, we should suspend contact sports. We've published what contact sport is to make sure that there's no confusion about which sporting activities should not take place, but we've suspended it and will continue to engage the public. We've also decided that at CEM that we should also suspend the choral music, so which means people should not expect choral music competitions this year. And again, Chair, I want to share with the public that we have had a very difficult exercise of electing school governing bodies and can say almost 250,000 school governing bodies have been trained, they're being orientated, and they're very ready to, to, to start doing their work. I share, as I said earlier when I started, I've noted counsel and advice that came from different speakers. And Babu Ngobo, good actually, you know, even if you will not, you are not agreeing with us, but I take to heart what you have said and will follow up with your comments. And also, when we talk about education and budget, you, you know the difference. Education and budget, we're not talking about SOEs and anything all over the place. We're talking about education and budgets. We're talking about curriculum, we're talking about values in education, we're speaking about assessments. And that's why I'm saying the members should be orientated in real sense and inducted in the content, the structure, and the system of basic education. Member Suker, also, I note what you are saying. And also, we've been engaging with independent, with the, with the, not independent schools, but with the homeschooling grouping. And I do hope that we'll continue to, to, to communicate and find each other and make sure that indeed there's a win-win. There's, there's no reason for us to really to want to make anybody uncomfortable. But as I said, I really appreciate members like Member Malaji who understand that when we speak about education, it's about coding, it's about robotics, it's, it's about everything else. Member from Al Jama, I've noted your comments. And as you can see, the chairperson has opened his screen. I can't respond, but accept the comments that you are saying about the need to have more money. And I fully agree with that. And also we want to agree and support the Democrats that the Democrats said that they so I'm not going to respond to insults. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. And uh, members, just to remind you that uh, tomorrow, Friday, we have a mini close the debate and the business of this virtual mini plenary session. The mini plenary will now rise. Thank Don't you. Don't leave the chair. Don't leave. Um, the inclusion of the NRSO in the GBVF NSP, that is the, N the National Strategic Plan, is an indi is indicative of the of the confidence that the civil society has. On, on, on the department then to carry on with this responsibility. And I would also like to say to the chairperson that we are reporting to the, to the, to the NSP committees that have the civil society. So civil society 